0: From
1: Mamma Mia, hi, I'm Claire Murphy. Welcome to The Quickie, getting you up to speed daily. It was recently revealed that several major Australian retailers are scanning you on entry, not in your usual CCTV kind of way, but in a more intimate, almost like taking your fingerprints kind of way. We're talking about taking your face print using facial recognition technology. So how does it work and what does it mean for a business to store it? What can it be used for? And can it be used against us? Today, we'll look at the tech that's taking our measurements and using it for purposes unknown. You're probably already using facial recognition technology. It might be to unlock your phone, or maybe you've posted a picture on Facebook and the app has highlighted the faces, asking you if that's the person who needs to be tagged. This is detection facial recognition and is normally used to find a face rather than the identity behind it. Snapchat and Instagram both use a form of analysis or attribution facial recognition software that maps the face. It will measure the distance between your eyes or the shape of your nose or chin and then converts that data into numbers or points. This type of analysis facial recognition is often glitchy and leads to people being misidentified It's also useless unless that face is in a database and there's something to compare it to, just like fingerprints. But recently, it was revealed that some Australian retailers are using facial recognition technology every time we walk into the store, mapping our features in what they say is a bid to crack down on theft. Consumer Group Choice decided to look into it, asking 25 of the country's largest retailers whether they were, in fact, using the technology and the privacy policies attached to the information that they then have from the use of that tech. Based on their research, they found three retailers – Kmart, Bunnings and The Good Guys – were, in fact, utilising facial recognition technology. There was a suggestion that Woolworths were also using it, with a leaked screenshot from their training video, showing a section that says, we are using technology like artificial intelligence and facial mapping to identify offenders. But a spokesperson from the supermarket chain said they are not using the tech at any of their stores. The Good Guys privacy policy says the cameras may capture an image of someone's face to track the person through the store. It retains that information to identify them on any future visits they say it's strictly for security purposes only and to help with shoplifters and managing and improving the customer experience in stores. Kmart and Bunnings privacy policies say that the use of the facial recognition tech is for loss prevention or store safety purposes and that it is in line with the current Australian Privacy Act. But unlike back in the day when a CCTV camera took your picture which was then kept behind the counter, Taking your face print could have further implications for the privacy of Australians, laws that some fear have not kept up with the technology that is currently being used to track our movements. Facial recognition software has been around for some time, invented by a team of American computer scientists in the 1960s who used computers to recognise the human face. It was used in a commercial environment back in 2001 to identify if there were relationships between gamblers and employees at Las Vegas casinos, stopping them from colluding for a win that saw the house lose money. The US government ended up using the technology to identify the hijackers of the planes used in the 9-11 attack on the World Trade Center and the Pentagon. And it's believed to be widely used, at least in the US, by law enforcement and intelligence communities. Ukrainian forces are currently using facial recognition to identify Russian combatants who may have died fighting, an American company Clearview AI giving them access to their massive database of faces to check the IDs. Clearview collects those images from places like Facebook and other social media accounts. Your face is possibly, in fact, probably already on there.
0: They had photos of two deceased soldiers. One of them had identification on them uh, and the other one did not. And so just from the photo of the face, they're able to run it through the system and they've been able to identify the online social media profile of uh, the person who's now deceased, even with some facial damage.
1: That's Clearview AI's CEO, Ton That, speaking to VOA. Choice says that Kmart and Bunnings do have signs up at their entrances to warn people that they are potentially being scanned, but the signs are often very small and placed in a spot that isn't immediately in the shopper's eye line, making it difficult to grab their attention on the way in. So should we be concerned about this technology? And what are the worst-case scenarios if our information is used incorrectly? Samantha Floriani works at the intersection of human rights technology and feminism. She is currently the program lead at Digital Rights Watch, where she advocates for human rights in the digital age. Samantha, these stores say they're using this tech for anti-theft purposes. How does that actually work? Do they keep you on file if you're busted stealing and then, I don't know, alarms go off if your face turns up in a store again?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So we don't have all of the nitty gritty details of exactly how this is being rolled out by these retailers. But what we do know generally about how this kind of facial recognition technology works is that essentially as you walk into the premises... Your face is captured on camera, which is then converted into what's called a face print. So a face print is essentially, if you imagine your fingerprint, which is a unique mapping of your finger, the imprint on your finger, the same can be said for your face print. So it's the unique structure and layout of your face. And then what happens with that face print is it can be compared against other face prints of other people. And so what generally happens is your face print is captured and then it's run through a system where it's compared with a lot of other faces in a database. And if there's a match, they might take some kind of action if you're a, you know a person of interest. So that's generally how it would work in this kind of situation. But as I said, we don't have complete transparency of exactly what's happening.
1: So, what's in that database then, Samantha? Like, how did that database come to be? And are we all stored in there if we are scanned at one of these retail stores? Or do they only keep the people who have committed a crime in one of those stores, for example?
0: So, in order for this kind of technology, to work, it would need to scan everyone's face as they enter the store, including those of children as well. Like It's non-discriminatory in the sense that anyone who's captured on the camera would be scanned. In terms of what is done then with those face prints, whether or not they store them or not, that depends on the specific store. So Bunnings in particular has said that they don't retain the face prints. They only retain the face prints of um, people of interest who They want to be able to identify who are entering the store, you know, for safety or security risks. The trouble is, again, we have not really seen any transparency around exactly what's happening. We don't know who the like third party technical vendors are that are providing the technology. We don't have any sort of clarity on exactly what kinds of information are being stored for how long and by who, which is where we sort of come into these really big security and privacy risks. Because the issue is, is that your face print is unique to you, right? Like you can go and change your email address, you can change your password. It's a lot harder to change your face. And so, Once that information is captured, it's really, really important that it's handled appropriately and safely and securely. Because if there's a data breach, for example, and that your face ends up being leaked to who knows where, onto the dark web, for example, that can create all kinds of horrendous risks for people's privacy and their security. And so we really need to understand the details so that we can hold Bunnings and Kmart and the good guys accountable.
1: Now, you mentioned that some of these places are only retaining the face prints of faces of interest. But just how efficient is this technology and what are the chances are that people are getting misidentified? Because what if my face is similar to that of someone who is a face of interest and I get caught up in, I don't know, being um, taken from the store or barred from entering and it's not even me? What do I have to come back with other than this is my face?
0: That is such a good question, and you raise a really, really challenging point when it comes to facial recognition technology. So, at the current standard of this technology, we know that it has quite high. Error rates and it shows quite a lot of bias. And so, what I mean by that is that usually this technology is trained on data sets of faces to be able to learn how to recognize certain features and whatnot. And the people in those data sets are overwhelmingly male and white. And so, what that means is is that a lot of the current facial recognition technology on the market is not good at recognizing faces with darker skin tones or faces of women and other genders. So the trouble with that is what you end up seeing is quite significant error rates for marginalized minority or or vulnerable groups. And so we've even seen overseas, there've been a couple of examples where people have been wrongly arrested because the facial recognition technology has got it wrong.
1: Samantha, what about other reasons for capturing our faces aside from anti-theft? Could it be, and this has been mentioned in a few articles I've read, that they can match your face to your purchases and then use that for marketing purposes? Is that another way this could be used?
0: Absolutely. So, we are seeing increasing use of all kinds of emerging technologies in the commercial sector that are using it for targeted and personalized advertising purposes and also for behavioral analytics. So, what I mean by that is, you know, as you walk into a store, it may or may not be facial recognition technology happening, but it could be other forms of technology. So, for example, using Bluetooth beacons to map the way that you move around the store cameras in sort of smart, sort of the screens that show different advertising in shopping centers. So often they will have cameras behind them that can identify your emotions or, or at least claim to identify your emotions as you're looking at the advertising. They can sort of track, you know, how long are you pausing there? How long are you looking at it? Where in the store do you go to next? And all of this stuff, when it's taken together, it can paint a really, I guess, unique sort of profile of you as a person through your shopping habits, through where you go, through the movements of your phone and things like that. So it's not just a matter of using this technology for theft prevention. It also starts to then go into the commercial benefits that these retailers can gain from this use of technology and then essentially being able to harvest all our information and our behaviour and then package it up and either sell it to data brokers to turn a profit or to be able to then use it to sell us more products in the future, essentially.
1: Just finally, is there anything we can do on a personal level To protect our face data? So, I mean, I guess we automatically give permission to these stores to collect that as soon as we step through their door. So other than avoiding the store altogether, is there anything we can do to protect our faces from ending up being in a database somewhere?
0: Well, so firstly, I would definitely question whether we are actually giving permission to these stores as we enter the premises, or at least I would question whether we're giving consent. So, you know, having a small sign by the entrance that nobody sees is unlikely to meet the requirements of giving consent to hand over your biometric information, because that's what your face print is. It's your biometric information. So to begin with, I would question whether or not that's actually valid consent. But in terms of what people can do, it's really tricky, right? There isn't a lot that consumers can do other than choosing to shop elsewhere. But as this technology becomes more and more widespread, it becomes increasingly hard to be able to avoid it. And so really what we need to be doing is not putting the responsibility onto individuals to avoid this kind of technology. We should be holding those who are using it accountable. So what that means, if people are concerned about it, contacting the retailers and letting them know that you're uncomfortable with it is a really important step. People can also get involved with organizations like Digital Rights Watch or Electronic Frontiers Australia to be able to, you know, get involved in the bigger push for more robust protections on how our personal and sensitive information is being used. People can also complain to the Office of the Australian Information Commissioner if they would like to, and all of those little actions really help to push back against this sort of normalisation of this kind of surveillance. There is a worse,
1: worst case scenario where it comes to the use of this technology. A few years ago, the Chinese government attracted international condemnation for their harsh crackdown in the local Uyghur Muslim population, with reports they were placing them into what they referred to as re-education camps. So what does this have to do with facial recognition technology? Well, documents and interviews revealed that the Chinese authorities were using a secret system of facial recognition tech to both track and control Uyghurs, It was integrated into everyday surveillance cameras and is used to specifically look for Uyghur characteristics, recording their movements in what experts are referring to as automated racism. So while you may not be in a group that this tech would specifically target, what if one mistake you made as a teenager, say, ends up following you for life, your face print making you part of a list that may never go away? That's the quickie for today. This episode was produced by myself, Claire Murphy, and our executive producer, Siobhan Moran-McFarlane, with audio production by Tom Lyon. big thanks to anyone listening who's become a Mamma Mia subscriber. Subscribers get access to every podcast, exclusive videos and all the great articles on Mamma Mia. And of course, you'll be supporting our team of female journalists and producers. Subscriptions cost as little as $5.75 a month. There's a link in our show notes.